For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's modernmammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, sponsored by Soundring. Visit jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one. Welcome to the Lead Singer Syndrome Podcast. My name is Shane. I sing in a band called Silverstein. And I'm so excited to be finally bringing you this brand new podcast. I've been in a touring band for 12 or 13 years now. I've met so many lead singers over the years. I've had so many amazing backstage conversations with people from all different walks of life. And what this podcast is going to do, it's going to bring these conversations, these private conversations into the public. And we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to get super, super deep into what it's like to be a lead singer in the studio, uh, on tour, all that stuff. And uh, I can't wait to dive in. Before we get into it, there's a couple people I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank Matt Carter from Emory and from Bad Christian, uh, as well as Nick Bunda, who is producing the show, and Mike Mallory from Outer Loop Management. Uh, they've started uh, a new company, a podcast network called Jabberjaw Media. Check it out, jabberjawmedia.com. There's so many great podcasts over there. Uh, and you know they're the ones that really took this idea I had and really ran with it, and they've, they've made the show possible. So go over to Jabberjaw Media, check it out. Um, also check out my website, leadsingersyndrome.com. Um, I've got a whole bunch of social networks. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I've got a Twitter. Uh, and right now I don't have too many people following me. So if you guys like this, uh, please jump over to whichever your social media of choice is and please add me, please follow me. Uh, I would, I would love it. Um, also, um, if you go to leadsingersyndrome.com and you go over to the contact page, uh, you can email me. You can tell me what you thought of the show. Uh, there's a phone number actually set up. You can call me and leave a message on the uh, Lead Singer Syndrome hate line, which I've set up. I'm uh, sure there'll be some haters out there right off the bat. So hit me up on there. And last but not least, I got to give a big shout out to soundrink.com, who is sponsoring this episode. Uh, and it really works out perfectly because 
Silverstein is going on tour this week, uh, and all of our VIP stuff is done through soundrink.com. We've worked with them for a long time. They are so fantastic. Um, so if you're interested in a VIP experience, um, not only from the upcoming Silverstein tour, but a whole bunch of bands, go to soundrink.com, check it out. There's all those VIP packages uh, right there. You can buy uh, tickets up there if you want to. Uh, so that's soundrink.com. Check it out. So let's get on with the show. Today we have a great show. I sit down with Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. You might know him from his old band, Attack Attack, or both. And uh, we get into some really, really heavy stuff, but uh, we were also on the Warp Tour. It was a day off uh, a couple months ago, and we're just hanging out. You know, we're having fun as well. So here it is, the first episode of Lead Singer Syndrome and my conversation with Caleb Shomo of Beartooth. When I tell you I'll be fine, I still watch you by my side. Please just try to read. Hello, everybody. I'm sitting here with my good pal, Caleb Shomo. Oh, yeah. How you feeling? I feel good. I feel all right, man. We're out barbecuing. We are barbecuing couple today. Couple drinks, couple burgers. Right right now, the listeners might not know we're on the Warp Tour. We are. That, we, is, that is true. And we just did a stretch of how many was it in a row? Fuck, 12. 12 in a row. 12 shows. 12 shows in a row, which as a couple lead singers, that's never good. No. No, uh, but now we have Dude, a day my off. Voice held up, I was yeah. really surprised. Actually, it is. I mean, I I was you know you look at the the tour routing at the beginning of the schedule, you know, yeah. and I for me, I always look for these things. And like it's when you're doing a headline tour, yeah, you know, you can kind of plan it out. You know, oh, I can tell your agent, oh, I only want to do like five in a row, six in a row. Yeah, but when it's Warp Tour. They're they're not gonna you know they're not gonna change the schedule for you. Oh, no way. <laughs> so it yeah. it was a gnarly run, but yeah, we both got through it. I feel pretty yeah. good today too. Yeah, I thought, dude, I I still feel a hundred percent, man. I don't know, like, I I did a few things recently, like, cause I don't know, I was just having some trouble with my voice every so often, and like, wasn't, I don't know. I'm sure you're the same way, but if you're not like a hundred percent when you're playing, it just completely screws with your head. And, like, yeah. I, I just have a miserable time if I'm not just right. nailing it. Like, if I don't feel like I'm 100%, I feel like people, like, you know, I'm letting people down or whether it is true or not. Like, some people think, you know, I, I guess I am pretty hard on myself. But I don't know, man. I've just been, like, just cutting certain things out of my diet, like, trying to, like, get good The gluten-free and, thing you are telling me about. Oh, yeah, gluten-free. yeah. Gluten-free. Yeah, I have been doing that for a while. I have. Uh, the My wife has celiac disease. And actually is dairy intolerant as well. So when I'm home, like naturally, just eat gluten free and you're like vegan except for the meat. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that asshole that's like, yeah, can I get that with no bread? Do you have the gluten free option? Yeah, that's that's me. (laughs) And dude, I don't know, man. I think it's been helping. It could completely be mental, or I don't know, but I don't know. Cutting out beer is one of the things that sucks but yeah. i think oh, it might sucks. be helping a little with my voice cuz like I, I don't know i could be completely wrong uh but i don't know man i i think i just drink more water i'm like really the biggest things is i try and drink crap tons of water i drink yep. a ton of water and uh 
just a lot before we play and like I've, I've heard some random little tricks here and there like the singer of Emerosa told me he eats a spoonful of coconut oil before he goes on stage every day interesting and I haven't heard and, that one yeah and I was like okay uh, I tried it and it dude it it's pretty sick man it's wow. like wow it like it just lubes up the pipes i don't know it's a weird thing but yeah, yeah. regardless yeah i uh okay well we got through 12 been, in a row and we've been now we're barbecuing feeling good yeah great we vibes. uh we must be honest with the listeners and say you know we've we're drinking a little bit right now oh yeah uh we got a couple the cup cocktails. there you got some kind of coconut yeah very it, summery dude drink. i have i have this like uh this is my beer alternative for the cookout day uh it's a vodka water and this like coconut tropical like mio stuff mm-hmm. the like squirt in there i don't know it just tastes really good oh they have the funny <laughs> commercials i know that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay. with, like, the, like i don't know i don't really <laughs> i haven't seen them i haven't seen a ton of them but yeah they uh i don't remember who showed me that but yeah it, it's a it's a good vibe man it's good. tasty tasty beverage good on a man yeah nice hot summer day Great. Well, we're already getting to the lead singer stuff. I love that. You're already, we're already yeah, talking we're about our... Fucking, you get, we're just this is diving what in. You get, you get two lead singers talking <laughs> to each other. The first thing we talk about is how how hard our lives are. Yeah. Because we have to just, sing we're just and dicks. worry about our voices. <laughs> we're just but, but I mean, But, I mean, honestly, though, it's a, good, it's a good question. I mean, how does it affect you, you know, your personality, uh, you know, how, you're just your overall kind of demeanor when, you know, if, if you feel like... Your voice is fucked up. You can't do what you're yeah. supposed to do. Oh, dude, it is it is absolutely miserable, man. I'll, like, dude, we had a day. We played South by Southwest. First time I've ever done two sets in one day in my life. Oh, it's so... And uh, it was crazy, dude. I So, also, leading up to that, we did a house show tour. No monitors. I, I can't hear myself at all. So I'm yeah. just blowing my voice every single night. Right. And then we get there at South By, and we played a Red Bull showcase and an Artery showcase. Red Bull being our label, Artery being our management. And uh, Red Bull was a – I think we played it like four. Mm-hmm. And I got through it, but it was it was tough. Yeah, it was a rough one, and but I still had fun, dude. Those shows are so weird. Like, it was literally us playing in front of a, just these people that were there for the free booze, a bunch of wigs, yeah. and like <laughs> they could have given a shit less what was going on. But there were like three dudes in the front, kind of vibing it. Well, like as a singer, you know, you come in, you come in, like obviously your job. I, I don't know if you even agree with me. I should ask you this question first, but no, obviously, like you have two jobs as as being like a, a the vocalist of a band, right? Mm. You're, you're you're have the one job which is like to sing, hopefully sing all the right words, <laughs> right? Hopefully <laughs> sing in key, but then there's the whole like performance side, right, right? So I find personally, like whenever we do a show and it's a little bit weird like that, like you, yeah. you know, it's an industry show yes. or you know something like that. You find like, do you find that your performance, you just, it's harder to get into it. Does that change the way you sing at all? Does uh, it? I don't know. I think I generally, man, we put on this kind of the same show wherever we go. But the reality for me that I've come to realize is like every crowd is different. Like, yeah. And all I want is everybody who is in the room to be enjoying themselves and just having a Absolutely. good time, having fun. And when it's an industry thing like that, it's very bizarre because, like, 
you know, when you're talking to like an amped up crowd and you're like, how are you guys doing? Everybody starts screaming. Industry show, you know, we play a song and there's like one or two dudes in the front. Like, yeah. Oh, you yeah. hear people talking amongst themselves. Yeah. At the there's bar, just like chatty cats. Glasses clinking around. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and there's like the one dude in the front that was like, it's like literally, you know, two feet away. He's like, yeah, that was a good song. It's <laughs> like, thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, so it is definitely different. But that show for me, I have no idea why, but was I had so much fun. Oh, it's great. Like I mean, nobody, you know, I mean, obviously there were some people that cared and like people, I think they just wanted to see us do what we do. And it in no way is like a participation thing, you know, it's, it's, it's about, is this band legit? Like, should we as a business back them right kind of you know like yeah. those kind of like big wig things right. are like that do you ever feel in those situations too like it's a bit of a uh, what's the word i mean do you feel judged does you feel like it's like some kind of popularity contest like they're looking at you and they're going oh i don't know about that guy is that guy like is he is he gonna be like uh you know our, our the face of our corporation yeah you yeah. know what i mean moving forward do you ever feel like you know that that side of things kind of i don't know maybe maybe just makes you feel like you don't want to be there less or like yeah any, yeah other than uh, just the weirdness in the first place sure man uh like sometimes uh honestly for the most part dude i just stopped caring i definitely cared a lot more when i was younger mm-hmm. and like obviously i'm not very old now but well, yeah i mean maybe that's a good place for us to kind of dive into things i yeah. mean you are i think you're 22 i am and you have pretty much had a full career with another band already Oh yeah, you're on. Full like one. it's kind of like you're on your second go around yeah. as a lead singer in a band, and you're only 22. I just got back which on the horse. Is, I mean, I, I mean, pretty much unheard of, I'd say. Dude, I, I've had I mean, a very, a very, uh, very peculiar case as a musician. I think some people say, yeah. "Oh yeah, I've always known I was yeah, gonna do." Sure. You know, I knew, always knew I was gonna be, be a musician, and that's all I ever wanted to do. And yeah. in school, I was daydreaming because I knew, like, I knew none of this shit mattered. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Is that you? Dude, literally, I was like, music <laughs> music is all I've ever done my whole life. You can ask any family member, anybody who's known me since I was a kid. Dude, all I've ever done is music, man. I just was in love. Like, it wasn't even like I was in love. It was in my body. Like, I can't be. It's, wow. I have this insane, deep need. Wow. Like, you know, serious cause, need cause for, for me. It. I always loved music. I loved music like you love music. Yep. But I never thought. I just thought, um, well, maybe for me, I'm from Canada. You know, there's like all these other people that can sing better than me, that, that like, yeah. you know, whatever. They can play oh, I had faster zero guitar than confidence. me. Oh, you, zero did, you didn't confidence. have confidence? None. At but all. But somehow you still knew. Well, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just, I didn't exactly be like, yes, I will be a musician. You know what I wanted to be? Oddly enough, you know, when you're like 10 or 11 years old, that's when you would think you're like, I want to be the lead singer of a rock and roll band. I wanted to be a session musician. Ah. My yes. dream was to be a session guitar player and drummer and bass player. And uh, oddly enough, just because we, in school once, we took a field trip to a recording studio, and uh, which is fucking sick. Like, sick. I think more schools need to do that, man take your kids to recording studios and like learn more about it um and we went in it was like we like tracked some thing for like our like little choir i I was i was a bizarre kid man i went to (laughs) i'm gonna sound like such a dick uh so then in third grade 
I got put into the school into what's called the able and talented program. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you where So how old are you at this point? You're in third, you grade. third grade. What is third grade like What is third grade? Like you're 8 know, maybe? Man. 9? Something like is that. Is that right? Yeah, probably like 9 or 10. Maybe 9, something yeah. Something like that. And it was like I just remember weird stuff like got put into this program at this one school. Had like craziest bestest or something. Went to another school. <laughs> That's cool. It's like craziest bestest. And they built a new high school. Yeah, and they had this yeah, okay. one wing of this high school for the first year they used for us for the Able and Talented program. So I was in a high school in fifth grade, which was really weird. That is very weird. And uh, then, but it, I just remember taking a lot of like IQ tests and like always doing the stuff that I was like, man, this seems pretty bizarre. And like I was in very, it, it was like crazy crazy advanced stuff like I remember we were doing like college reading stuff when I was in like third fourth grade and like uh, like doing just really trying to like we're like building robots and like right like doing little right. th- fun stuff so you but, were looked at as like an early age as like some kind of a gifted kid yes You're gonna, uh, apparently you gonna work for NASA maybe FBI is gonna pull you out <laughs> some, of school some and weird and shit yeah. like that probably and then of course I get into music but uh, I probably sixth seventh grade is when i hit i just call it hitting the point mm-hmm. where you're just like dude fuck it i i know what i want to do right because when, <laughs> when you get to that age right like yeah, you know I, I don't know if, if you were into this kind of stuff but like you get to grade seven and eight there's like the kids are smoking yeah right people kids are smoking kids are kind of disobeying their parents some of yeah. them probably drinking at this point oh yeah you know They're the rebels right slowly so come out of their so shell. was that happening to you at that point in your life you know, because grade, you know, grade seven or eight, you're what? You're uh, like, like maybe 12 or 13. 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, a little bit, man. I don't know. I loved my parents. I, I love my parents still. They're, Your parents are still together? Yeah, still together. Great, great people. Just yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable people. Very cool. Very supportive. I mean, they let me start touring when I was 15 years old. Right. Well, I want to get into that yeah, in a second, we'll, but we'll, let's we'll get, get into there. that. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we're already talking about grade 7 and 8. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, grade 7 and 8, I'm like, I was in, I, I remember I was in, like, two classes above. Like, I was taking, like, high school math in, like, sixth grade. Uh-huh, and then yeah. I just stopped caring. And I was like, ah, I'm right. over it. I don't want to, like, this is nothing to do with what I want to do with my life. Because I think, literally, I think I was 11, maybe? Uh, 10 or 11 when I got my first guitar. I'm left-handed, and I went to the guitar shop, got a guitar, picked it up, and threw it over left-handed. It was like a Squire bullet. Yeah, uh, yeah. The classic. There you go. The classic. Yeah, I hope it was red. One. Was it, it red was, or black? It was blue. Blue? It was blue. Oh, okay. It was dark blue. There you go. I, I had a zesty one. And... <laughs> And I throw it the wrong way. I think I just thought it looked cooler when the headstock pointed up. Yeah. So I, when I was a kid, I don't know why. And that's what I think Jacksons are sweet. Okay. Like yeah. Like here we go. Jacksons. Yep. yep. So you were already <laughs> you were already so, metal at this point. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was your standard fucking little metal kid. But uh, yeah, the the thing it was like pointing up, and the guy was like, "Whoa!" He's like, "Are you left-handed?" Yeah. How'd you know? It's like, well, you're holding the guitar upside down. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah, cool." And he's like, let me give you a secret. Uh, don't get a left-handed guitar. He's like, just buy a right-handed one. You'll be able to learn it just mm-hmm. like anything else, and you will have a million more options for getting guitars. Well, that's and I was true. Like, 
Huh, okay. And honestly, dude, I, I know a lot of left-handed guitar players, and it's it's miserable, man, trying to find guitars. Yep. If you're not, like, in a big enough band where you're really getting, you well, know, a good endorsement. Well, sometimes left-handed guitars or, are more expensive. They are. Like which a, is kind of, like, doesn't really make sense. Yeah, why like, they should be one of my buddies, same thing. one of my buddies who plays in a British band called Barry Tomorrow, he, you know, yeah. I can't even imagine. He plays a Les Paul Custom, left-handed from right. England, where everything's a billion more dollars. Like, <laughs> Very I true. can't imagine how much you pay for but that. But, you know, one thing about left-handed, you know, guitar play, and, and you know, we're, this is lead singer syndrome, but, we'll, you know, <laughs> we, but I am a guitar player. Rip, rip uh, we're both, yeah, we both We both shred. <laughs> but it, we're top-notch soloists. One thing I always th- thought was interesting, like, is, you know, anyone that out there listening that, like, plays guitar or knows yeah. how it works, sure. a right-handed guitar player plays with their right hand picking the strings. Yep. And their left hand, which is, like, kind of the one that matters is like doing all the stuff right yeah so i always thought well wouldn't it make more sense if you're a guitar player to play like with your left hand picking that doesn't matter as much yeah and then your right hand actually doing the fretting that's what i thought i i feel so maybe maybe it gives you some maybe it gives you somewhat of an advantage with as a left-handed person doing all the left hand stuff you know with your dominant hand all i know is it feels insanely comfortable and and even with drums i play drums on a right-handed kit yeah and uh i learned a good bit of what I know from a guy uh, who's left-handed who plays on a right-handed kit. And, uh, I, eventually, it's kind of pushed me to learn to play with both hands, regardless, whatever. Seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, okay. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Seventh, eighth really, yeah. grade. We're, we're back. But I digress. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, sure. Uh, I love going off on tangents. I'm a tangent guy. <laughs> a- All right, anyway. so you're so you're in grade seven, eight. Yes. You're basically getting a little bit rebellious. Yes. And you got a guitar. You got a blue bullet squire. Yep. It's right-handed, but you're left-handed, so you're just really all over the place. I'm struggling. So what? Had, what? So what happens next? Tell me. Tell me how you got from this point to being on the road at 15 years old. How did? Like, tell me about this period. Dude, I just dove in head first. Like, literally, man. All I did all day was play guitar or play drums. That was all I did, and um, like, uh, I don't know. I just fell in love. I, took piano lessons when I was like five when I started hated them I'm so glad I took them because my mom told me she was like my mom made me do this I'm gonna make you do this you're gonna absolutely hate it but you will thank me and I was like no way mom you're wrong (laughs) like yeah but it taught me so much about music and regardless so I you know played piano uh played guitar played drums and I became friends with uh, Johnny Frank. Actually, no. Uh, oddly enough, uh, the original bass player of like the local Attack Attack, like way back. I was friends with him through like skateboarding or something. Okay. And I was a terrible skateboarder, but I just loved going. Skateboarding's to hard. I just love rolling thing. around the park and hanging. Skateboarding is one of those things you see someone land a kickflip and you're like, that's actually possible. Yeah, literally. So <laughs> I was terrible, but I loved rolling around. So okay, so you're okay, so you you meet, meet some guys, meet some friends, bands. So the Attack Attack starts forming. They're already a band. They, oh, okay, they were a, a local band originally called Ambience. Was the name of the band? They start. They change it to Attack Attack for whatever reason. Get a bunch of new members. Um, and I, we paired with crowns, played a local show with them. Yep. And that's where I really met uh, a few of the guys. I met Austin who now sings for Mice and Men. Yes. Very successful band. Uh, good guy. I've met, uh, Andrew Whiting, uh, 
I just met them all. Met yeah, them all. right. And, um, you know, so we played that show. Their bass player got kicked out because he got grounded for stealing condoms. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he like went to CVS. And stole like, from a store. He like, oh, stole, he like stole a box of condoms. He tried and got caught. And his mom grounded him so he couldn't play a show. I love this story because <laughs> because you think about it, and I, I still remember the first time I bought went to the store and bought a box of condoms. Oh, and God. honestly, I probably if I had a little more balls, I probably would have stolen too. It's just because it's not it's, it's not a, about the money. It's, it's about weird. the embarrassment of buying condoms. Yeah, probably from some you know uh, some female shopkeeper probably yeah. at CVS. And you're just like a kid <laughs> or like not like very like. Yeah. You're not the condom-looking guy. Right. And you're just sitting right. there tossing them on. Like, you know what, though? Even hey. to this day when I buy condoms, I never. I always feel weird about it. When I go into the store, I, I'm 34 years old. <laughs> when I go into the store to buy condoms, I still... I, I usually will think about picking up some toothpaste or something, too. Really? So it doesn't look like I just came in to buy condoms. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm about to get my fuck on, okay? Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah, would I be, need, You better hurry. I, I feel like I would be like... <laughs> Give me my change. Yeah, if I'm ever doing that, it's just like, man, you just got to go in and own it. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you know, you you've got the... You're a much more confident man than I am. About, well, uh, okay, I don't know. We're really I, digressing only now. Only in the last few years. Anyway, so I'm a local band. Bass player... Steals condoms, gets um, he gets grounded. They need a bass player, and John Elgato, who was the guitar player of Bared with Crowns, one of my best friends, uh, played obviously could play bass because he played guitar, and uh, so they ask him if he wants to play the show because we're like all good friends at this point, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, we've wanted a keyboard player," so I was like. Well, I've been playing piano since I was like forever, and you hated it apparently. Yeah, but, I, but this still seems yeah, like an okay I, idea. At that point, I was really into electronic music. Okay, oddly enough, so they're like, "Oh, you want to come play this one show and just like kind of do it and whatever?" Like, sure. We practice, we jam in the basement, have a good time, and we go and play. And we played at about one thirty in the morning at this venue in kind of like northern ohio oh man you would know it i know you would northern know ohio in not it's toledo like, um oh geez uh dude i can't remember I mean, it was a big room like, it was mean, like I a, i'm trying to think of my ohio geography been, it's not like dayton not up it there. was dayton it was dayton it was dayton, dayton. Okay. It was dayton. uh the shit uh it closed down but oh, it was boy. a big room. It was like Dayton. a fifteen hundred. Oh, was it that Christian venue? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. It. You know what? If I thought about it for 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 a few minutes, I bet I. But you know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, we played anyway. there too. We played there a couple times. Yeah. So we played there, main stage to, the attic. People? The attic. The attic. <laughs> there it is. I My remember. First show ever with a tag attack is at the attic. I was a little kid playing, you know, to like twenty people maybe, and we were just going balls out just rocking right. out going crazy having a good time and uh so then that's how we got in the band and then that show went really well and we all had fun so they let the guy go who was a condom stealer and yeah me and aj is what we called him but uh john we we joined um band then from there uh we you know we do what any local band does and we start writing songs and um wrote our big 
success was a song called Stick Stickly from Nickelodeon. The little dude with the stick, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Dude, it was just dumb shit. And I don't know. It, this is MySpace days. I think we may be the last band that got signed on MySpace. We might have been. Yeah, it's and, very possible. And uh, we got picked up by Rise Records and um, Artery Foundation. Yeah, uh, you know. So how, how did through. that how did that take place? Because yeah. I mean, people always want to know that story. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like so. Did you send a demo? Like, did you dude? Re- you no, recorded they came, with the, the Bud up. Light guy, or, or yeah, how we, did, we well, recorded they, with Bobby Liner, Bud Light, and you put it up on MySpace, and they somehow found you. Yeah, well, we had very very big success on MySpace. We were like uh, one so of how those. did how did that happen? Just you just put it up, and all of a sudden, dude, people, I don't know. You man. don't even know. We were not one of the bands. A big thing back then was you would buy like a play bot. Like this, yes, like program right. that would just play your song over and over and over all day, and we we never did that. And it's like super obvious that bands do that. I think it was in the time, and it was like a yeah. huge deal. And well, there's also there, I mean that exists now, even with people buying Facebook likes and yeah. all this shit, right? So people do that. I've heard it's God, I've heard it's a thing. That's yeah, I've heard it's a thing. Well, I guess it's kind of like never mind. We're not even gonna get into this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the so there's this, you know, MySpace is going well. Uh, Eric rushing. Yep. Who ran Artery Foundation at the time. Hit us up. Uh, another lady, Michelle, uh, was they managed us together. Okay. We were signed to Rise. We got signed to Rise from the same reason. They hit us up. They heard our stuff. Yep. We go record our first record. It, you know, sold like 3,000... 3,636 copies. Okay. 36, 36, I remember. Okay. And then... It's very good. Dude, it just You know how much the booming. first Silverstein record sale sold? How much? Less than 500. Less than 500 Our first units. week was wow. less than 500. We thought we were... Okay, well, guess I'm going back to school. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I but, mean, so that's, here, that's very good. So then we started touring. Uh, we just did a few small tours here and there. And I remember, dude, it just started... It didn't stop selling records. Right, right. Like, we didn't have a week... For the first year and a half, I want to say that we didn't sell less than a thousand. Wow! Yeah, that's and insane. That record ended up selling okay. around one hundred fifty thousand. So okay, so you're so you're. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This kid from Ohio, yeah, you're playing 15 keyboards. 15 years old. You're, I don't even Just know what you are. You're a guitar player, system. drummer, not even a singer at all. Not at a singer, point. period. Dude. So you're on, so okay, so I, I, I mean, obviously you guys are going on the road. So you guys have a van. Yep. van. Probably it yep. quickly escalated into a bus. Were you it on, did. You were in a bus on your first record? Uh, Yeah. So and you, so you're it's okay. So the other guys in the band, how how old how old are they? We you're were 15. all we were all one year apart. It was 15, 16, 17, okay. 18. So 19. did you have parents on the road with you? Like no. you just just went for it. Yeah. So uh, my parents were really cool. Tour manager, you must have had someone. We. I mean, that doesn't our even first sound crew, like that's legal. No. I mean, it, well, they like wrote me like a note, <laughs> like a consent note. I like went to the BMV. And got an ID, <laughs> just like it's not a license. I couldn't drive. Yeah, I didn't get my driver's license, so I think I was nineteen. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, and 
So we went to the BMV, got me an ID, and they like wrote me a note and like signed it, like a, is, all like pro. This is crazy. And uh, started touring. I was 15. Things were going well. It was a cool vibe, you know, doing well in these like first tours. And then Warp Tour 09, where it all started, full circle. Oddly Warped enough, sitting 09. here on our Warp Tour. But rig. that's weird because we were on. My band was on Warp. Silverstein was on Warp Tour 09 too. How really? did we? Yeah. How did we not? Dude, what we were in a, what we, stage we were, were on, on the Skull Candy stage. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we were on the Skull Candy stage. Uh, how our past didn't cross, but you know what? Yeah. Let's be honest. I probably, I mean, at that point, I was like twenty eight. I was probably pretty jaded. Oh yeah, and I, for sure. I mean, we you know, were uh, we were the band that, uh, like, senses fail would call out on stage all okay. the time. Yeah, like, you guys are fucking. You know, this band's a fucking bullshit out here and. It, they're all like we're cool with those dudes now. it's funny like, right it's it, funny yeah it is happens. funny how that happens no they're, I mean, they're good guys but i mean like i don't want to jump ahead too much because i'm really enjoying like hearing kind of how history how this is rolled but yeah but i mean this is a question i wanted to ask you it's like you know attack attack i don't want to offend you but oh I mean, I, it, was, dude, it was i cannot be offended was, about that <laughs> you know it, it was very much Bad? not a critically <laughs> acclaimed su- like a success with the media right <laughs> absolutely not and i mean i mean I don't want to say you were universally hated because maybe that's like a little, eh, but but that it close. must be that must have been hard to swallow as a fifteen year old. Well, here's what having well, people like swallow, having I mean, adult grown ass people rip you apart like that must have been. Yeah, well, it did it did suck obviously. Like, I'm just a kid, and dude, we were on Fox News. Fox News was ripping us. <laughs> Real <laughs> shit, dude. Fox News is <laughs> ripping us. <laughs> And we're little kids, and uh, we're on. It was in Warped 09, man. We we did this music video. It was the worst music video probably ever. What song is it for? Some people can check it out. Don't go check it out. <laughs> for Stick Stickly, God, ugh, don't okay. watch it. Yeah, but they're no, opening I, it. They're I, opening a second browser. As they're right opening now. a second browser, watching it. If you want to see it, you will see the absolute low point of life. But okay. <laughs> anyway, so we did this music video. And, uh, dude, we literally, like, what I think a lot of people don't understand is that we were literally kids that, dude, I was just a 14-year-old kid who liked electronic music. Right. And I liked metal and rock and roll. And I'm, like, know nothing about myself. And I'm trying to figure myself out. And then we're tossed into success. Of course. And it's just just weird. I I mean, that's hard for anyone to deal with. Like, for me, it's really funny because we talk and I'm, you know... You're 22, I'm 34. Right. So I'm. I don't feel much really older, like no, older well, than we've you. We've both been doing I this. I feel for like a long exactly right. So we're kind of on the same wavelength. But you know, my band didn't start touring until I was your age that you are now. Oh, like, really? I was 22 when we. No you way. know. So it's just, this is all just very interesting because it was hard enough for me at you know the age you are now to ha- to develop the thick skin. Yeah. You know to 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 kind of develop like oh you know like. To, to be able to handle like people saying just absolutely vicious shit about oh, you, yeah. you know. Oh, but, dude, we but, haven't even hit, we haven't even hit the the vicious shit. It gets so much worse. This is the beginning. This well, is what's, when I play what's keyboard. What's the worst? What's the worst? Like, what's the th- one thing someone said, whoever it was that that really like ripped you apart dude, or the band apart really, or whatever? What truly fucked me up um, was when, and this is right after. This is actually a good segue uh second record of the band we we got rid of our singer that austin left well no we kicked 
we kicked him out. <laughs> we kicked we kicked him out of our band about three oh, weeks. Oh, poor ago. him. What's he doing yeah, now? Yeah, because he's struggling. <laughs> no, but we kicked him out about three weeks into our first tour. Okay. He was just being a shithead, and like we've squared up. He, mm-hmm. you know, we have. He's a great guy now. He's he's really figured himself out. But um, I had been doing like just backup screaming vocals at the time, and we were just like, well. Caleb, we could just do it, just, I guess. It just, it just made sense. You were yeah, like the sure. Next, you were like the next guy in line. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, all right. 16 years old. Yep. Awkward, uh, fat kid, real weird, like, vibe. Didn't know what was going on. And um, so we start recording. We put out one song and announced that I am the singer of the band now. Yep. And it was just like a tidal wave of, like... Oh great! Now this fat piece of shit is gonna ruin the band. Just sixteen years old, man. Yeah, like just getting shredded for yeah. thousands and thousands of people. Because at this point, you know, we'd had pretty good success on the first record, like doing well, probably headlining like eight hundred to a thousand sure. rooms, something like sure, that. Very good. We get tossed into the deep end, and okay, you know, so so I'm just so basically, like it, it was you're a bigger bigger dude. Fat dude, whatever you oh, yeah. called yourself. I was when I was a kid. And I was much. So bigger. you, okay. So that that affected you. I mean, I mean that affected my whole life, honestly. So okay. So th- did that? I mean, did that? Was that like I've heard? You know, I did a little bit of research, obviously, before we talked, and I read some things about you struggling with like self image issues, and oh, yeah. depression, Big and Big time. Al- al- alcoholism. Uh, hip, cheers to that. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> that uh, one. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll I, get into- obviously, look, I'm just reading stuff on yeah. on the internet. Yeah. And you know, we're here to set the record straight. Sure. Of so course. so it's it's fine. We can talk about this stuff. But like, yeah. I mean, that must have been. I mean, being 16 and not being fully developed yet, and yeah. like everyone when they're 16, even the even the skinniest dudes still skinniest or even in shape dudes when you're 16 yeah. you still like no one wants to take their shirt off yeah, dudes totally. are like swimming with their shirt on in the pool yeah. you know it's just it's oh a I thing. was that kid for sure sure so okay so so yeah okay so so tell me kind of where you were at and, and then like what ended up happening with like what what did you do yeah, yeah. um so I uh, I don't know man I already like I, I, I had very big issues when I was uh, younger with stemmed from a lot of the same things, a lot of mm-hmm. self-image problems, a lot of just depression. It kind of runs in my family. Oh, okay. Uh, my okay. family's definitely dealt with that. It's like an inheritance thing that I got. Yep. It's just kind of, you know, bad side of the coin, but whatever. Right. It is what it is. I live with it. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, very uh, genuinely, uh, you know, I dealt with being very suicidal from the age of probably 10 or 11 is when it started. Okay. Like really wow. setting in. Wow. So actually that early. Yeah. Full on. And like, so you, uh, okay, wow. I was heavily, heavily medicated. Crazy ADHD. I took oh, so you didn't much touch on that before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, crazy amounts of like Ritalin and Adderall and you name it. I've been pumped full of it since I was like a little kid. And, uh, I, I genuinely do think to a point that kind of changed my brain's development in a weird way. Like, don't get me wrong I am not anti Like an anti-drug guy Like I think they really do help people um, mm-hmm. You know my Coming from a medical family And like being very um, From a family that's very knowledgeable Of like the full ins and outs Of everything um, I do think it can help people But I think you know When I was a kid I was There were days where I was Prescribed uh, I was taking I still have some Ritalin 
actually that I'll take every so often if I'm like recording or something and I like really okay. need to focus just because it's hard for me to focus sometimes. But okay. um, <clears throat> it was there were 30 milligram things. I took two in the morning. Sometimes I would take some at lunch and then I would take more when I got home for, you know, yeah. homework. So I'm 13 years old taking like over 120 milligrams, 150 milligrams of fucking crazy Ritalin. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. That's when it was shit was getting real bad dude i there were a few times when i i like called i'd like call the dudes in my band this is like right after i was in attack and you when you're the singer or no this this this, this is before that it was a little bit before that but where i had to be like you guys like i'm i'm literally about to kill myself like you you should probably come over because like okay this is this isn't a good vibe and so they'd come help me out and like even things like talking to people and like i remember my guidance counselor pulling me into her their office once when i was in middle school in like sixth grade and being like hey uh some people are kind of saying they're concerned about you and i'm like why and I'm like, well you're you're giving a lot of classic signs of uh, somebody who's about to kill himself jeez and you're a kid you're t- yeah like 12, 12 years old and i'm like oh uh yeah so you, so, yeah. but, okay, but at this point you're, you're think, actually thinking about suicide. Yeah, like, yeah, you, full you, on. you never tried to tried it. Uh, there were a couple times. I was very, very close. I, I never. There was wow. one day where I was just gonna down my bottle of Ritalin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the day actually. I was just sitting on my computer and just listening to music because that's all I ever did by myself. And it was night and okay. I, I, I don't know why I was, just, and I was like, I could just take this whole bottle of Ritalin right now, just get it over with. And that's when I called the guys in the band, and I was like, yo, dudes, you really need to get over here. And it was a bad fucking night, dude. I was fucking bawling my eyes out. I was, like, almost, I was, like, puking, just, like, having a nervous breakdown. It was crazy. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I've dealt with depression and shit like that hard time since I was a kid. And Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's, but that's, growing up, yeah. uh, man, with... With Attack Attack, it was gnarly, dude. It was a terrible childhood in a lot of ways. But, you know, at the same time, I wouldn't trade it for the world. But, uh, Well, I mean, I'm sure the, the I'm not going to ask you for specific band stories, but I'm sure yeah. you have, like, just... Uh, you could probably write a book of all the crazy things that happened. I mean, you put oh, yeah. 15, 16-year-olds on a tour bus. Yeah. I mean, was it, like... It must have been crazy with, like, these girl, like girls throwing themselves at you guys and stuff. I mean, that whole yeah. side of it must have been... Like, what was I, that like? I can't even imagine what that's like when you're just, a, you know, yeah. as the expression goes, like, young, dumb, and full of cum, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that like? Dude, I was never I was never the chicks guy. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with my lack of confidence mm-hmm. and the fact that I was, like, kind of the weird fat kid. But, like, I, I don't know, man. I, that was never my vibe. A few of the guys, like, definitely, yep. they were successful in the, uh, <laughs> in the female department. Yep. And... But I don't know. I I was never that. I was never that vibe. And um, I I got married when I was uh, just turned twenty. Yeah, right. Four days well, I know your wife. I know your wife yeah, very obviously. well. She's so lovely. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations on on everything thank with you. her. Yeah, two and a half years now. And but, I mean, um, do you think that that like, I mean, obviously you met her and, you know, I mean you're very young. Like I mean when I was certainly when I was that young. I mean, I'm still not married, right? Yeah. But when I was that young, I definitely wasn't thinking about marriage. Is that something like, were you kind of like, you know, you say you weren't really a chicks guy, but were were you just kind of like, was it, you know, did you get married at a young age because you were, does that have anything to do with your self-confidence? 
Um, like, do you, I mean, I obviously don't want to, like, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you here. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, do you ever, I don't yeah. know if that's ever something that's ever considered, like, sure. um, you know, oh, look, I found this person, and she's, like, what I need, and I need to kind of, like, just, that's what I need to be, because I need to, to have that person. Yeah, dude, what, that, I think you know, what it was is, like, we met, and she's much older than me. Uh, she's 29 now. Oh, yeah, wow. And, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. He doesn't look like it. It's weird. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but you mean you look. I don't know if and it's I'm just your saying. confidence because you, you. It's funny we talk about this stuff as you being like this, like sixteen-year-old fat, like recluse, almost like the way you <laughs> yeah, sound, make yeah. it sound. And like I, knowing you only for a short time or a year, maybe we've known each yeah. other. I don't get that vibe at all. So obviously we've come yeah. a long way, but yeah, things have changed. Things have definitely changed. And, oh yeah, man. But like at that age is where I started kind of coming into my own. And, uh, yeah. this is post post attack attack world. Um, actually like just to, just to end the attack chapter of this. And move uh -huh, on uh -huh, forward, yeah. Yep. I, so we did our second record, very successful. Um, a lot of touring, you know, did some tours. We were doing probably like 15, 2,500. But didn't rooms. that make you, okay. So, so you become the singer of this, this band yeah. and you know, you're getting ripped apart. Yeah. People are saying all these horrible things about you. Did you feel when the when the record was successful and you're doing your your band's getting even bigger? Didn't you feel like, re, like redemption? Did so you, you would feel, think did, I would have like feel, more of a fuck you attitude, right? Did you did you have that feeling or not? No, absolutely so it's not. Still, My confidence was so it's fucking still, bashed, right? It still wore you down. I was it was so bashed that I didn't even have that, and uh, like I wish I did, man. I wish I would have been more assertive, but I was just like, I don't know, man. I I just let people walk on me, and I was kind of the way I was. I was very timid and. Uh, like, I just wanted people to like me. That's all I wanted. Yeah. yeah I would do anything. Uh, and then with that, you, you know, then came the fucking the eating disorders. Then came, because uh, I literally thought, this is 100% no bullshit, that I was letting my family down. I was letting my friends down. I was letting my future down because I was the the way i was as a person is not what everybody else wanted me to be so i was like i'm just i'm letting everyone down like i need to i need to fucking lose weight now and i lost probably 100 pounds in a year year and a half something and, like that and you did it basically by like you starving no, not yourself well. you yeah, were, yeah. you were oh, making yeah. yourself throw up anything like that yeah yeah all uh, that shit wow not like terribly but mm -hmm. there were a couple times where i would like um you know, I, I would warp tour twenty eleven, I remember very distinctly. I would go to catering, I'd get the food, I would eat whatever vegetables were on the plate, and I would throw my plate away. Immediately put it down the chute so I wouldn't even be like tempted. And uh it, it was gnarly, man. I was yeah. like walking I like wouldn't let myself sit still. I would just get out and like walk around the site all day, try and sweat as much as I could in the sun. I was miserable. Uh, absolutely miserable and it sucked man there would be nights where I'd like I'd like be like fuck it I'm just gonna eat some food <laughs> and we'd like eat pizza or like something and, uh, then, it and then I would you, just it would make like, you feel worse in and a way, then, right? yeah and then I'd yeah. feel like bad so yeah. I would like get I, I would just like pound liquor until I puked and then like uh, puke and like yeah. you know then be like alright fuck yeah. it whatever and then like drink water and go to bed or I would make myself throw up or you know, whatever. And, uh, it, dude, it was terrible, man. It was just a really bad time. And, um, 
you know, then I, I just hit this point where I, I, well, right before I quit and this is actually, I'm very glad that we get to touch on this because this is something that people just, it's very hard for people to understand because the, the song called I Have a Problem. Okay. The song is about me quitting Attack Attack. Okay. Obviously, everybody thinks that's about like Alcoholics Anonymous. It, uh, or I something. would, yeah, sure. You Who would think, you would think so? Who yeah. wouldn't? Yeah. And uh, it the the point why I wrote that song that was the first Attack Attack song I ever wrote. Maybe or, sorry, the first Bear Tooth. No, second second Bear Tooth song. It's a Bear Tooth song. Right? It is a Bear Tooth. Let's song. make it yeah, clear. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, people know. Sorry, but. I'm, we've just been in Attack Attack world for so long. Uh, yeah, Bear Tooth song. Obviously, a Bear Tooth song. And uh, it's the second one I wrote. Uh, the first song I wrote was called Set Me on Fire, which is about fucking hating Attack Attack, okay. hating being in it. And then I wrote I Have a Problem About Hating Myself. And, uh, it, you know, a lot of the lines are like, uh, I found out I had acid reflux on that tour <laughs> because I, like, there was one day or on this one tour, it was one of the last Well, not eating, ones. throwing Yeah, up, not eating. And then and I would just... liquor, all that. Yeah, is. and I was just... Like, I would drink liquor and just go somewhere by myself because I was just like, I, like, uh, you know, I'd drink and, like, try and be away from my band. I didn't like being on our bus. I didn't like anything about it. So I would go out and just, like, it, it, it just, it was just a way to cope. I was absolutely fucking miserable, and I hated myself. And so I would go out and, you know, drink and, I don't know, do whatever you know, smoke shit totens of weed or like whatever, anything, it didn't matter what it was, but as long as it would make me not in my right mind, as long as it would make me feel happier because I was so depressed. So you were looking for any kind of escape, any, any escape, right. no matter what. Even, and like, if it wasn't that, like I would, you know, I, it's not like I was getting completely bombed every night. Like it would be like either that or I would just play video games for like three days straight, sure. just kind of hide out or I would go in my bunk or whatever. And uh, then I wrote, I have a problem because I just realized I was like, like, I'm fucking miserable. Like, I can't keep lying about this. And I'm a very metaphorical songwriter. So, like, uh, you know, I kind of used the fact that I, like, drank a lot in that. It was probably over, like, two months, like a month or two, Mm -hmm. that I kind of used that as my, like, my, ah, like so when you when when, to the song, when I said the I thing earlier about oh, alcoholism, cheers yeah, to this because because I mean we are still drinking. I'm you know we're, I'm having a beer. <laughs> you're having your you know your rocket fuel down there with your <laughs> my green. You know, uh, so my green so yeah. So machine. okay. So you almost put that out there as like you know a, like let's be honest. It's 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 easier for people to accept the fact that someone's like a drug addict or an alcoholic. Yeah. It rock, you know, oh, that's the rock star life. Yeah, like people, yeah. they've heard it. It's so cliche that it's easier for people to accept that than for you to say, like, I have a problem. I'm depressed. I like, I'm suicidal. I like, you know, I'm, you know, yeah. re- like I'm really fucked up. Yeah, literally, and it's not a, an addiction. It's me that's, <laughs> that's causing. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And like, the it, it's so bizarre because like the big tagline is that song is like i don't know about you but i'm admitting now i have a problem and uh and i literally wrote that song and i think maybe the next day i quit the band wow and uh so 
and then like every day now it's like because that was like that's one of our more popular songs now and like when we do that I'll just like hold it out and I'm just like I've already fucking admitted it like <laughs> and then like all right. these people in the crowd say it and it's just so bizarre and I'm like you guys literally sometimes I just think I'm like you guys have no idea <laughs> you guys literally have no clue and like it, I love doing stuff cool like this to because, actually set the record straight and like I love like, I love this, this, this like, we're having, well we're having a great talk and I love hearing this stuff um, to go off to go off topic for one second though like that's an interesting thing you bring up how you know you're on stage and you're singing this song um, but of course like when you're on stage there's all these uh, external things right especially yeah. on the Warp Tour which we're on at the moment oh, yeah. of course like you've got some other band playing there's like you know all this eye candy of like i don't mean chicks well there's that too i mean like eye candy is and like there's all these things going on there's yeah. like the truth I, truck doing it yeah the there's, truck all, this, screaming you know, at there's kids. all this stuff there's going on right cuckoo kangaroo and, and jumping you're around talking about dinosaurs <laughs> like dude i, I and need to check that so out. this is what i'm, this is what I'm saying sweet. right you got yeah. kenny flexing you kenny, know for what brody's yeah. but but you have shirtless dudes running around Exactly, Hot but guys. what I'm saying is like you're still up there, and you still are thinking about like the meaning of your song and where you are. Yeah. And as a lead singer, personally, and I've talked to a lot of other people, and a lot of times there becomes this disconnect. You write a song, yes, it means something to you. You record it, it means something to you. Once you get on the road, you don't really oh, think dude, about the I've meaning played, of the song anymore. I have anymore. a problem over like but you still like you've probably played heroin what fucking yeah and thousands I, I, of times right like, sure, we played it a thousand of times but I'll, yeah. I'll tell you i never think about the meaning of the words yeah they're just it's like i could be saying goo goo ga 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 it's it yeah. would have the same meaning as those words yeah and it's I not that i don't believe in the song i wrote it's just that over time it's it, it fades literally away. performing but, it night but what i'm asking you is yeah. this song still resonates with you every single time you play it that's that pretty much what does. you said. That part. That part does. does. That yeah. part does. Uh, I almost am sick of playing the song because so many people don't get it, and like I feel, I genuinely almost like feel bad. Like I'll have people come up to me and be like, "Dude, I'm like two years sober, and like your song helped me out so uh, much." And I'm like, "I'm like, well, like I'm glad you could interpret it that way. Like I right. guess, but I'm like, fuck, did I like mess up or something? Like." I don't well, know, and like, uh, hey, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a religious dude at all, but right. the people, people that come up to me and think the song's about God or Jesus, yeah, and they, and, and they, even, they're like, yeah, you know, it, time, it's, it's like, you know, it's okay, it, you yeah. know, it's, that's that's part of the sure. beauty of music is that people can it can mean different, yeah, things and and people. I fully, uh, I mean, I'm okay with that, but yeah, it is weird when I get a lot of the people like, just asking me like, I'll like post a picture at like the bar with my friends, right, like, hanging out having a drink, and they're like, so what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? And I'm like, I'm just, oh, I see, yeah, yeah, and I'm right. like, I'm so like, you've you've almost like your self over yeah i almost did but, but I, I don't care it is what it is I'm, but i mean you know we, we go back to attack attack being you know okay i'll i'll use i'll say universally hated almost by the yeah, media absolutely that and, is a totally and, safe and, thing i mean to with bear tooth i mean i don't want to say you're universally loved but you're very very i mean you're a cool band are Do we you, i feel like you're a cool <laughs> you're a cool band really? and uh you know right now like you know on warp tour for example People are coming over. The stage is full every day. People want to see it, you know. Yeah, and that—I mean—you must feel that must make you feel pretty good too. Well, it is good. See, here's what I like. For the first time, and I—I told—I actually told my wife this the other day. I was like texting her about some stuff. We got some very cool news that we can't talk about that you know about, but okay, we got it. We we got a insane tour, insane tour, and I and I was just texting her, and I was like. 
And, and on the same day that we found out we got we landed this tour, we uh, this is like four or five days ago, found out that we were, we had the number one metal song in the UK. And wow. We were getting you know BBC Radio One, like right. it was like getting played next to Calvin Harris. Like this is like it's still fresh in my mind. I still can't wrap my head around it, so it's kind of weird to talk about. But like, I was just like, oh my god, uh, this is crazy. And uh, we were just talking, and I was like, you know what? This, like, I don't say this much because it's genuinely something I've never really thought about, but I am, I'm proud of myself. I really am. There you go. Like, I, I believe in every word of every Beartooth song, every note that I play, everything. Like, there is not an ounce of bullshit in any of it. I don't care what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm, I'm finally at this point where I'm like, I love what I do. So I'm happy. And so you're happy. Well. So that I mean that's great. You're you're happy. It, it's a beautiful thing. You know you're you're like you say now. You know you're you become a confident, you know person. So, uh, would you say what that that what's what's factored in to your current happiness? Do you think it's because you believe in every note of it, every word, um, or is it the more the side that like other people are accepting of it and other people love your band so much or is it a combination of those things because because i mean the reason i ask this is yeah. is like let's say yeah. let's say you believe in every single note you know and then you have the same reaction people had like attack attack and people are just like ripping you to shreds yeah you know of course how does you know i'm just just your current happiness because you know you're such a vibrant person and right. you're, you know like i talk to you it's very hard for me to imagine kid i didn't know you know yeah, it's very hard for me to imagine that obviously. so I, I just kind of interested in how you kind of perceive that yeah um man that's a very good question you're pulling out some good ones here i'm digging I, this just talking i'm digging the vibe really digging it um man i would say like yeah obviously it, it is cool it feels good from where i came from to have people kind of like respect the music that i've been making and the only I don't know. I guess the only real thing that I w- long for or want people to think about Beartooth is just them to understand that this is as real as I get. This is as no bullshit, as, uh, like, you know, as intense as whatever, as I can possibly be. Yeah. And, uh, like, so at the end of the day, I almost really don't give a fuck what anybody thinks right. about it because I'm like from where I came from from like this whole talk that we've had you know like letting you in on like who I was and who I still am in a lot of ways yeah obviously I've come very far from there but like for me to do this and like make this record like our first record disgusting um dude I put a song on there where I'm fucking crying like Mm-hmm. In no way do I want people to hear that. I don't want people to listen is to that. Is that the last track? That is. Yeah. Have that you, that is. I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That song, I mean, lyrically, the whole the whole thing, I mean, it's very, like, I mean, do you want to talk about heavy. that song? I, like, uh, I mean, With that's, you, I will talk about it. With you, I well, will. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't, I there, there's to, people listening. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but, I mean, like, I, I don't even care about them right now. I, like, like, right here where I'm in my head. Yeah, I, I, I will talk about that song. I And I fucking hate talking about it. I absolutely do. But it's reality. And here's why I put it on the record, man. People, even some of the guys in my band, like, because I, uh, whether people know or not, I write and record all the music. I play all the instruments. I write it all. I do yeah. it all by myself. And uh, 
dude, I wrote that song one night alone in my basement. It took me about an hour. I literally hit record to a click track, played the guitar, and just that's what it was. Then I like did the drums to it, and then I like wrote the vocals and just hit record, did it. And I was like, because the song is very, very loose. It's not like it's a tight recording or sure. like a tight vocal takes that were very in tune or anything. It was just like, to me, if I didn't put that on the record, it would have not done justice to what Beartooth truly is, which is me putting fucking everything I have on the line, everything into recording. Um, and dude, I didn't expect anyone to listen to Beartooth. I didn't want to tour on it. I thought I was done after attack. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to be a songwriter and producer because I've right. been into that for a few years. Yep. And that's it. I'm over it. You know, never touring. Nobody's going to hear this shit. I'm going to make it. It's going to stay in my hard drive where no one can hear it and it'll be an outlet. Right. Sure. And I uh, mean, that's, I understand yeah. from, you know, where your music, having a full career with another band, how you would, you know, how you could come to that conclusion. Yeah. You Being would, married, you know, all that yep, stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, you, you, you mentioned, I, I wanted to touch on that too. You, you brought it up, yeah. how you are the, you know, you're the man in the band, like the band, you know, I don't want to, you know, no offense to the other members of your band who I'm all very good friends with. And I think they're awesome musicians and great people. Yeah, of course. Oh, they're great. Um, Some but the you best. know, you are bare tooth in that you write everything, you record everything. Yep. Uh, and you are the, you know, the, the front man, the voice of the band, the, the, every, you know, pretty much yeah. you are yeah. every, every role. And I mean, for do you have what do you think is the most important your role which is the most important like do you do you feel like anything is more important is it when you're touring you feel like you need to get up there and rev people up is it you know do you have a, a what do you feel is your most important role in the band right um I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, another thing too is, do you, is it important? Like, because you you brought that up. I was going to bring that up, yeah. but you brought that up. Is it port? Is it important for your fans to know that that it's you doing that? Do you want them to know that? Um, here's what I, I I've said. I think I've said it maybe a couple times. Is that when we are on the road, we are we are who we are the five piece band Beartooth. We are you know me, Brandon, Taylor, Ashi, Cam. And we're all equal parts. We all, you know, we, you know, we are all You make equal. decisions together. Yeah, we make all the decisions together when it comes to tours, when it comes to merch. Like, I don't even, like, the merch is pretty much all Taylor and Ashi. Right. You know, things like, like, we make all decisions as a band, you know, other than my role is uh, I am the only one signed to the record deal. Um, when it comes to music and recording and writing that is me it is my it is my music it is my obviously my thing my shit on the line and uh but when we live we are it is completely different i like to, right. i've like tell people i'm like if you want to hear like Beartooth the record like me just writing an album listen to the Beartooth record if you want to see Beartooth live you're going to get a completely different thing like obviously we play the songs like, it's not like we're two different bands. Like, we play the songs. We, you know, everybody's playing their thing. We all practice together. We all jam. But, like, the way I play a drum part isn't the way Brandon would play that drum part. So it's right. going to be a little different. Fills are mm -hmm. going to be a little different. 
the guitars are going to be played with different inflections. Sure. Uh, Ashi's singing backup vocals. Taylor's doing backup vocals. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little different vibe. So I'm like, it, it is really two experiences. And cool. I'm, so like, I, I think that's cool yeah. though. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to, I mean, obviously you're not going to get up there and just have like play to your own CD. You know yeah. What I mean? and, like, and, and, and so, the big I, thing I mean, that I didn't want to do is just do hired musicians, which mm-hmm. is one of the things even dude. I, and I'll, I'll tell you, man, like when we, when I first, first got signed to Red Bull and first off, huge shout out to John Feldman for that. Cause he's pretty much the only reason I got signed to Red Bull. He is a good friend of mine. Great, great producer, great songwriter. And uh, we just became friends over time. So yep. I mean, like little attack attack things here and there and whatever. But he basically got me signed to Red Bull. And when I first got signed, him and a couple of the people there were asking me. And they're like, is this the band? Like, we can literally set you up with sure. the greatest fucking yeah. backing band in the world. And I was like, I was like, no. I was like, this is it. Like, this is what Beartooth is, man. These are my best friends. We are a band. It is not just me. Like, there's way more to it than just the music, you know? There's the live show. Right, of course. And, yeah. So, you're going to be writing the follow-up to Disgusting. And, I mean, with with that record, um, you know, obviously, you're in a much different place um, as a person. Does that that scare you at all? Are you a little worried about moving forward, finding inspiration? It kind of does, because I feel like Disgusting kind of had some of its, like, its oomph was from, like, the content, because I was fucked up when that was going on when I was writing that record and um it's really dealing with a lot and then like you know I like I have a song a song called relapsing that's about like I wrote a song about how I fucking wanted to kill myself and like a couple actually and, and like I, I can honestly say man I'm in a different place now I really am like uh just different vibe different like you know I'm in, I, in a much better place but I think I've talked to I've talked to someone someone about this the other day, but I think that this record will be more kind of reflection and more about like kind of my upbringing and okay. I guess what got me to the point of where I could write disgusting. So as it's an almost album. like a prequel to where Maybe. you were. Yeah, I don't some, know. In some it, way yeah. of a sense. And and like I've been thinking about that lately because like this whole talk, so little of it has been about you know, Beartooth, like maybe 20% of it is, yeah, been, it's been but about, I like mean, the, I, again, the come though, up. a lot of the people that and are like, listening to this are going to know all about what yeah, you exactly. guys are doing. They're going to yeah. know about, you know, yeah, the exactly. they're so gonna like, know, maybe they might even know about the crazy tour you're doing. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> so, so to yeah, me, that's okay. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people, oh, me too. a lot of people want to know how great. you got here and a lot of people want to know, you know, where you're headed. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and a lot of people understand, you know, what, what's going on with, with Mr. Caleb Shomo. And like, even in the same way of like why we were talking about my come up, Right. And like, it's because, you know, Beartooth just kind of happened. <laughs> like, it's, it happened so fast. And I like still can't really wrap my head around it. But like, you know, it's like people already know about that. So like, I kind of want to let them into maybe where, how it became what it is, you know, how I became who I am. And uh, I've written a few songs and it's about, you know, uh, a lot of it is about me being a kid and like growing up and, uh, fuck man it's dark like who i was and like but in a way there is definitely a little more hope it's not as bad as like dude disgusting because that whole record is about me when 
not the whole record, but about 95% of the records about me, where I was when I was quitting Attack Attack and first started writing Beartooth songs, which was all at one point. So it's the snapshot of this kind of one. It really is. It is a snapshot of one moment. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I think I might dive a little deeper and like kind of into like the younger stuff. So when can people expect a new Beartooth record? I don't even know, man. Uh, that's a good question. Well, you're well the take, thing is, is we like you're gonna take a little time off after Warp Tour, aren't yes, you? Just yes. finish up some writing. Yes, gonna write so after next Warp year? Tour. Oh, it'll be next year. Next Sometime year? next year. Um, not exactly sure when, but because of uh, in between, like kind of hitting it off on the radio, we're like, we're like, well, we don't want to cut the record cycle short. Like, might as well keep hitting the song hard if people want right. to hear it. So, uh, cycle is a little longer than expected. But um, that's a good thing, you know? It is a good thing. Well, great, man. Well, hey, I mean, uh, anything else you want to, you know, tell the, tell the people listening before we, yeah. uh, um, we hit stop and we uh, go back to our barbecue? Sure. Well, first off, thank you for having me. This was awesome. Of course, awesome. man. Of course. I haven't, thank you for doing this. I haven't dove this deep. I've had a weird day. <laughs> and, 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 like, just a bunch of, like, random little shit. And, like, this, this is what I needed beautiful man well thank you yeah this was great and, happy uh, to have you here on lead singer syndrome oh yeah. looks like we're doing a band photo outside for oh, uh, a little thing called silver tooth oh yes get How ready we for not it talked about silver tooth i think Bearstein. we're gonna have to keep that for another time but silver tooth oh. it's coming keep your eyes peeled big things coming silver tooth, we better Bearstein. get out there all right caleb yep. my guy my dude all the best yes thank you buddy so there it is my conversation with caleb shomo from Beartooth, it was a great day, man. We had a we had a big party there on the day off on Warp Tour, uh, and uh, I know we got into some heavy stuff there. But uh, Caleb is doing very very well right now, and uh, you know the the tour we couldn't talk about was the Slipknot tour, which has now come and gone. But uh, so many big things happening for Beartooth, so it was great to sit down. Uh, next week uh, we have an all new episode. It's going to be every Monday, so make sure you're subscribed. Uh, so every Monday you'll be getting this podcast and who even knows, who even knows what the guests are going to be. We got so much great stuff lining up. So make sure you check out again, jabberjawmedia.com, leadsingersyndrome.com and all the social networks out there. And we'll see you next week. I'm going to leave you with the breakdown from dead. Peace and love.